This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And before we get into stuff, how was your, how was your 4th of July, man? It was nice. How was your 4th of July weekend? It was nice. Um, you know, it it's it was cool outside, which meant my windows were open, mm-hmm. and uh, it was hard to sleep when all the fireworks going off with my windows <laughs> open. So, I mean, there was that. That was something. And I'm going to do the same thing I did for Brandon, because we're recording uh-huh. this on the same day as the PTP. The, the viewers, or I should now say the listeners at home, can't see because we don't have the camera this week because... It just takes too much time to edit it right now, and we want to get the products out fast and furious to them. I want you to show me your hands for a second. Got all your digits? I do. You didn't lose any of your digits to fireworks this weekend? No, no JPP. Good. I didn't JPP. That's the joke I was going to make. No JPPs. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, to to talk about that, if people are really upset um, that there's no video to this podcast, I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess they can let us know down below, but there's not really... our biggest problem, just to be transparent for people for that one, um, although they probably heard us say it already at this point, is just simply that, like you said, it takes a lot of time. Unfortunately, we're just not able to dedicate the time just yet. Mm-hmm. We're hoping, we're hoping to get there, um, and we're kind of figuring out the best alternative in the meantime. Yeah, we're going to have a plan for, not all podcasts are gone video-wise, but we're still figuring that out, and I mean... We just got to figure out the time, like to get the it's time and get to right that point in our progression as a channel. But for the onside kick, we, we've got a good one. We're officially right now. Would you, the would you say that this point. one's jam packed? This one is jam packed. They're all jam packed. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're halfway through our divisional previews. We've done the north and the south. Now we've got the west and the east left. So we are officially halfway through, Mark. That's good. That's good. And this one is a fun one to do uh, because nothing from last season really matters when it comes to this season. No, I mean, you it can doesn't. say that with any division, but truly with this division, nothing that happened last season matters. Thanks to Peyton Manning. Yep, he's and gone. Brock the cock. He's gone, and he's gone too. He's one out of the league. Divisions. The other one's out of the well yeah. like, division, as in Peyton Manning's nowhere. Yeah, he's playing in the bedroom league right now. <laughs> it's a good league to play in, but. We're going to, if you're new to these team previews, how it's going to work is we're going to go through each of the teams, kind of from worst to first from last year, kind of talk about each team, give our thoughts about what we can expect, some of the problem areas, who they gained, who they lost. And at the end of the podcast, we'll give kind of our right now gut reaction preview or prediction, I should say, for the AFC West and we got to start with the worst team, and it pains you to say. doesn't pain me to say. pains Mark to say. San Diego Chargers, and the biggest loss by far, Eric Weddle. He's now in the north. He's the king in Baltimore. And some of the key additions for them, Casey Hayward coming over from Green Bay, Brandon Mabain coming over from Seattle, Travis Benjamin, the wide receiver, coming over from Cleveland. They also signed... Le, or this is a loss, pardon me, Ladarius Green, tight end. He is now in Pittsburgh, and this team to me is, I look at the loss of Eric Weddle, and I go, that's huge, 
But to me, the biggest loss for this team is Ladarius Green. Him being in Pittsburgh and not being in San Diego. And the reason why I say that is Antonio Gates, he's closer to the end than he is the beginning of his career. No shit, Ricky. Yeah, oh, for sure. And Antonio Gates is not the Antonio Gates that everybody remembers fondly. Mm -hmm. So this team... They're an interesting one because uh, we just we have no idea what to expect. It's kind of the thing that keeps happening with these Chargers. They keep surprising everybody. We, uh, you know, this is the make or break year because mm-hmm. McCoy he got his one year extension, and that's it. So this is hey improve. I don't want to say it's quite make the playoffs or you're out, but you got to have a winning season. Pretty damn close. Yeah, you got to at least have a winning season. You can't come in last. You got to do pretty damn well. Uh, this team. It's tough because just injuries killed them last year. They, you know, underperformed definitely, but they lost a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. They had games that were right there, and they lost them. Uh, I think a lot of them by seven and seven or less in that case. And it's just when you're a team that's in that. I mean, that just crushes you. It really does. And can they kind of bounce back from it? Can they forget about last season and move forward? Without some pieces, with your coach kind of in a quote unquote contract year, with Philip Rivers getting older, with um, with well, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Gordon. With that, with Gordon not performing the way he was supposed to, but the way everybody kind of expected him to, is this going to be something you can bounce back from, or are these Chargers just kind of falling back to the bottom? Before I get into that, I counted through their losses: nine games, seven or less. Yeah, lost by seven or less, nine of them. But to me, it's and you talk about injuries. You talked about Gordon. The thing I think of is yes, he's supposed to be ready to go by training camp. That's why what happened a month ago to Danny Woodhead, the injury scare that he had at I believe they were OTAs or the summer mini camps that they had. He's likely to be healthy for the training camp, but. If Danny Woodhead can't be ready to go, that puts, to me, even more pressure on Melvin Gordon because this is a guy, yeah, we've talked about this in a previous onside kick earlier this offseason of this is the year he needs to step up coming out of Wisconsin, and we thought he was going to be the man. We thought he was going to be the man for this Charger team, and I know you're probably sitting there, Ricky, going, hey, man, he was a fucking rookie, cut him some slack. He'll get better, but when your team is like this and you've basically, as a head coach, McCoy, like you said, not necessarily have to make the playoffs, but guess what? you got to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because I don't see you winning 10, 10 games in this division and not making the playoffs, but it's playoffs are bust right now, I would say, for the Chargers, and Melvin Gordon has to be a key piece because Phillip Rivers... He's going to be Phillip Rivers. The wide receivers are going to be, I mean, yes, having Keenan Allen back, he was injured last season as well. But Melvin Gordon has to give this passing game some help on the ground in the backfield and has to. Does he have to be the best rusher in the league? No. He's just got to be serviceable. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, getting Keenan Allen back, that's huge. Um, uh, Having Melvin Gordon perform the way he is expected to, having Floyd out there, all this is going to be huge if the passing game can get going. Because Philip Rivers still threw mm-hmm. shit ton of yards. I mean, he was still over 90 for his QB rating. Um, 
he he didn't do poorly himself. I mean, the problem for the San Diego Chargers really was that everything else kind of fell apart around him. This is one of the better passing attacks, one of the worst rushing attacks, and one of the, I don't want to say one of the worst defenses, but a pretty bad defense Mm -hmm. last year as well. Nothing was going well for this team. They really just couldn't compete on the level that their other opponents were when it really came down to that crunch time right there. Phillip Rivers is not getting any younger. You have to strike now. You really do have to strike right now for this team. Otherwise, McCoy is out. It's yet another rebuild. And then does Philip Rivers really want to be a part of something like that? At the end of his career, he's going to be going on 35 years old. Does mm-hmm. he really want to be part of yet another rebuild? Or you know, what's he going to look to do for his career? He might just look at the Chargers and say, I don't think I really want to be a part of this anymore because I'm not going to get that chance to win. Because Philip Rivers walks away or retires, like from the uh, team or retires. I would probably say retire. Okay, only because I mean he's going on 35. Mm-hmm. Who wants a 35 True. year old quarterback? So I don't. I don't really. It's a shame. Philip Rivers was always that guy who was just outside mm-hmm. of that top. You know, not the elite quarterbacks, but that next tier of those great quarterbacks. Uh, he sometimes is considered right in it. Sometimes he's just outside. We always connect him to Eli Manning and what Eli well, Manning got two rings. Well, because of the trade. Yeah, and and Philip Rivers got the raw end of the deal, getting nothing. And unfortunately for him, San Diego Chargers they really got to pull together for him. Yeah, no. To me, you mentioned the defense, and yeah, you bring in Brandon Mabane, who's going to be your nose tackle. You draft Joey Bosa, who right now, right now our lads, who is they've got all the NFL depth charts up to date. Right now, he is slotted as the left defensive end on their defensive line. Should hopefully be a with, monster on that D line with their three defensive linemen being Corey Lidget, Mabane, and then Joey Bosa being the pass rusher on the outside. But to me, I look at their secondary and that biggest. Lo- I'm going to harp on it again. Eric Weddle is not with this team. And Phillip Rivers even said when Weddle walked was, man, that's a huge loss because he's kind of like a spark plug on that team, not just defensively, but to everybody. Mm-hmm. So Huge leader. I think that is going to be a key loss as the season goes on. And it's like, yeah, you still have Brandon Flowers. And, I mean, is Lowry and Aday going to be able to hold the fort? And they need it because if last year was any indication, this team could not score points. They really couldn't. So the defense has to keep it close. Now having your two best wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know, full 100% healthy, that's going to be huge. Having your running back not uh, not get hurt, having him play at his full potential as well and meet expectations, that's going to be huge. But when it comes to the San Diego Chargers, they do have the benefit of – you know, their their division is tough, but their division's a little bit on the decline. Their defense, not their defense, their division took some hits. Exactly. the top dog Broncos. Yes. So so that certainly helps out. Um, they're going to need, this is a team that can't do what they did last year, which was get the, you know, let things escape them. They can't hope for the best. They have to go out there and they have mm-hmm. to take it. Phillip Rivers has to go and... Unfortunately, I mean, the guy got 4,700 yards last year, and we're saying he needs to do just a little bit more. 
Uh, you know, Gordon needs to do a little bit more. This defense, everybody well, needs to step up. I'm not Next saying, man type of mentality. I don't know if Phillip needs to do more. I'm going to say the wide receivers need to do more. And Keenan Allen, I'm kind of giving a pass. He was injured. However, Stevie Johnson, you cannot have the stats that you had last season. You can't be 45 out of 46 targets, 45 receptions, that is, for 497 yards and three touchdowns. That just can't happen. So to me, yeah, I'm kind of looking at Stevie Johnson, but the two guys I'm looking at as additions that I need to see a major impact from you, Travis Bendron, you are no longer in the factory of sadness. Congratulations, Cleveland. I know you won a championship, but you will forever and always be the factory of sadness. That's just what it is. You're supposed to be sad. Deal with it. But Travis Benjamin and then the new tight end that they drafted out of Arkansas in Hunter Henry because I mentioned the loss of Ladarius Green. And he was a guy that when Antonio Gates, and I know Gates had 630 yards, five touchdowns, but Ladarius Green was like, man, he's the option. Four touchdowns with only 429 yards. He's the guy where it's like, okay, he's the cert. He like he's the future, and he leaves and goes to Pittsburgh. So Henry, Hunter Henry, him and Benjamin need to kind of make their imprint known from day one on this defense and somebody. Offense, I should say somebody has to be that red zone target mm-hmm. too. They really, really need that because, like I said, the team had trouble scoring points. Um, so they need to make it easy on Phillip Rivers. Or if it's going to be Gordon, Gordon's got to pound his way in there. Woodhead's got to pound his way in there. Somebody has to make it easy on this offense. So that way they can score more than, you know, like 20 points on average in a game. Mm-hmm. Not good. It's going to be tough for the Chargers to to make much of a splash. I'm kind of, you know, I'm saying that Mike McCoy wants, he might want to start dusting off that resume because he's probably going to need it next year. Things I, I don't even think the Chargers are going to be terrible. It's just that they're not going to be in any better shape compared to the rest of this division. Well, and I mean, I quickly glance at their schedule because that's one of the big factors of whether McCoy is going to have to dust off that resume. And I'll be honest, I don't like their first three games. I hate them. You're on the road at KC. They're probably, to me, going to be the favorite coming into this season for the AFC West because what we're seeing from the Broncos is not impressing me. Then, in Week 2, you've got the team that I'm fucking high on in the AFC in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then Week 3, oh, great, you got to go to Indy to play, hopefully, the resurged Andrew Luck, who's going to, those Colts are going to be a lot better than last year. Then you finally get a winnable game in the Saints before having to play a tough Oakland team. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, unfortunately the, the Saints are trying to get their way back up too. Mm-hmm. They don't really have any, the Chargers are not at a point where I see any games and I'm like, yep, it's the Chargers. They got that one easy. The Browns, week 16? Mm, I don't Cleveland. even I don't even know because of the, the Wolverine out there. Tampa Bay, week 13 at home. Miami, James week Winston 10. Winston was pretty impressive. Miami, week 10? No, I actually I like Miami a lot this year. Actually, Tennessee people week, sleeping on them. Tennessee week nine. I don't know. I I wouldn't say any of those are easy wins. I got one for you. I I this is for sure win for the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. Week fourteen at Carolina. Not a chance they lose that game. Not right? a chance. Not, not a, chance. a chance. Not a chance. I just think that 
the Chargers aren't at that place where you can guarantee any wins right now. Oh, and 16? No, no. We're, we're not talking Lions-level panic here. Well, you said no guarantees. There's no you? guarantees, sure. There's no guarantees they win any of these games. Saints, uh, that's a toss-up. Falcons can be a toss-up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Titans. Well, which Falcons team are we going to see? First half, second half of last year. They're hoping first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just this team, they need some type of spark. They need that leadership. Phillip Rivers can't do it all on his own. The rest of the offense has to come with him. Essentially, because otherwise he's going to try, and he's going to try his way to retirement mm-hmm. because this team doesn't have much going for them, and he's uh, he's getting kind of old. But hey, you know what? Maybe they need that. Maybe they need the reboot. Maybe they need to do bad. They need a new coach. Maybe they need the new quarterback that they can draft early. And this could be a team that is in LA next year. Could be if they don't get because isn't it they are looking for a new stadium? I want to say it's Carson City. And then if they don't get it, they're trying to piggyback with the Rams and share that L.A. stadium. Mm-hmm. So while the Raiders, who we'll talk about next, are probably going to go to Las Vegas. Uh, I, I still, <laughs> I still don't want to see see the Raiders in Las Vegas. But it's just when it comes to the Chargers, you never know what to expect with this team. Mm-hmm. Things just don't go the way they should because it's always a better team on paper, and then they always underperform. Well, we'll move on to, like I said, the next team up in the standings, the Oakland Raiders, or should I say the Las Vegas Strippers, because that's the that's the right team name for Las Vegas, am I right? Am I right, the Strippers? I mean, people the, would show up. Because of the Strip, right? People would show up. Because of the Strip, that's yep. why we're calling them that. But The landing strip. I look I look at their uh, their losses, not, not a ton to me. I mean... Yeah, they lose Taylor Mays. They lose Benzman, or Benson Mayoa. I mean, Larry Asante is gone. But the guys you add, your top free agent is Osamili coming over from Baltimore. You get Sean Smith, defensive back from Kansas City. Bruce Irvin coming over from the Seattle Seahawks. Darren Bates coming over from the Rams. And to me, this Raider team... This is the what this is the year I want to see you Derek Carr take take hold of the division. Just take it. Because this Raider team is on the up and up and this is the prime year for them to go after. They they could honestly be a playoff team just because the Chiefs will probably win the division and they can get a wild card because the Chargers are low and the Broncos will probably be bottom 2 this year. Yeah, my early, uh, some may call it way-too-early predictions, has mm-hmm. Oakland really competing for that wild-card spot. They're competing for the last one. Uh, they're definitely a good team. They are one of the better teams in this division. Kansas City Chiefs, I think, still are just a little bit better, but mm-hmm. the Oakland Raiders are building that team that's going to be really good for years to come. That's what they have because they have so much young talent out there, and they're a place that people actually, for once, want to go to. People suddenly want to be playing in Oakland. The team was not that bad last year. They really weren't. They were 7-9, and nine, but everything was pretty middle of the pack, except for maybe the rushing yards. So they can just take that step forward. Their young players can progress in their career. If that offense starts doing better, the defense starts to kind of, you know, play like you expect the Raiders to play. Mm-hmm. Nice, tough football out there. This team is going to be deadly for not just next season, but many seasons to come. Well, and I mean, I even looked, they were one of the drafts that 
I actually really liked, especially because of their first three pick. Carl Joseph, you hit on a safety. Jihad Ward, and then um, Shaquille Calhoun. There's your two defensive ends. And then the fourth fourth round, you're like, hey, you know what? Let's just take an asset and take a guy like Connor Cook. If he develops into something, cool, we can trade him. If Derek Carr doesn't pan out, which I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if he doesn't, cool, we got possibly a backup option to mature under him. But this is a team that, like I said, needs to take that strike. Not like, oh, I want to step forward. I want you to take a strike at the top of the division because, to me, Broncos aren't winning this division there. I do it every week. I do it every single week. I blow the prediction segment for myself because I eliminate one team. The Broncos are that team this week. And for me, the Raiders, they just need it all rests on Derek Carr. For sure. All rests on Derek Carr's shoulders. If he can be the man, if he can put together a good season, this team could go far just because, like I said, just because the Broncos aren't going to be anything without Mm -hmm. Peyton. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr threw for like 700 more yards this season, uh, 11 more touchdowns. He was a lot better. If he can continue to strike, that would be great. I mean, you know, Crabtree wasn't that far from a 1,000-yard season. Amari Cooper was Mm -hmm. just above 1,000 yards. Uh, I know it wasn't a huge need, but I would have loved it. The Raiders would have been able to grab themselves a wide receiver just to give themselves another weapon, uh, make that passing attack just even more deadly than it's kind of looking like it could be. The biggest thing I think that's going to help the Raiders is that rushing attack. If they can get that going, that's just going to make this offense so versatile and make Derek Carr perform a lot better, make his life a lot Mm -hmm. easier. If they could get that going, I feel very good about the Raiders' chances to get into the playoffs. If they can't get it going, they're looking at, once again, just missing the playoffs. And I'm going to say, I'm looking at their schedule I love the beginning of their schedule because they have a possibility, depending on there's one team in there, I'd be like, uh, maybe a toss-up game. But there's a chance they could walk into the black hole on week six against the Chiefs, 5-0. and And I know what you're saying. Holy shit. 5-0 and for the Raiders to start the season? That's never Oakland Raider, like of recent Oakland Raider football, but... The Saints, I'd give the nod to the Raiders right now. Falcons, I'll give it to the Raiders right now. Tennessee, I'll give it to the Raiders right now. Ravens will be the toss-up because I'm kind of thinking that the Ravens will bounce back a little bit. And then we talked about the Chargers. Chargers Mm -hmm. are probably going to be last place in this division again unless they step up and do something. So to me, there's a good chance 5-0 Raiders coming into that KC game on Week 6. Yeah, I think that I would rather say that the the uh, the Saints over the Ravens is the toss up game there, um, just because that stank. It's too much. I don't think they can stank overcome Mark it. Trustman, man, you can't get rid of it. Like the it took the Bears a couple of years just to scrub it it's, down. Sometimes you can still kind of get a little whiff of it every now and it then. It gets into the furniture, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you know when Mark Trustman comes over, it's like fuck. I gotta get rid of my couch now. Yep. His stank is just you, embedded you into up, it. You pull up, uh, you know, eBay or something, mm-hmm. Craigslist, put it on right away. Yep. But I think. Caution, this has Mark Tr- Mark Trussman's stank <laughs> it's got on it. Does stank. <laughs> Does stank. So the the big thing is 
you know, like we said, it's Derek Carr. Uh, mm-hmm. If he can be that gunslinger, if he can go up with the best of them, because he definitely is going to face some good quarterbacks. Of course, he's going to uh, play Drew Brees. He's going to play Matt Ryan. He gets to play both the young quarterbacks and Winston and uh, I almost said Winston and Jameis, but Winston and Mariota, mm-hmm. Flacco. Of course, he's always going to play Philip Rivers. Um, Did you Cam say Brock Newton, the cock? Brock the cock. I was in my head. I was debating if I wanted to bring him up or not. Uh, did you say Luck? I did not say Andrew Luck. Andrew but yeah, Luck. He gets to play a lot of really talented quarterbacks. So this could be the season where he really makes his name, or mm-hmm. you know, it could be the season where he shows that nope, right where he's at. That's it. So this is kind of a make or break time for him. He's got to you know take that next step. We keep harping on it, mm-hmm. but the team, you know, they're going to a lot of their success is going to come with. Derek Carr, if he can, you know, get to 4,300 yards, 4,400 yards this season. The thing I'm thinking about is this schedule has front half easy, back half hard to me written all over it because I look at their first nine games before the bye and I go, that could be an eight-win team. It could be a seven-win team. To me, this team has to win in order to make the playoffs as a wild card, or if you're looking for just double-digit wins for a Raider team, they have to get eight wins in that first half, which I say it's possible. The three games I'd be worried about losing is, like I said, Baltimore's a toss-up, Kansas City I'll probably put as a loss, and then Jacksonville-Tampa. However, past that by two games that they win, Chargers-Broncos. Because right after that bye, you've got Houston, Carolina, Buffalo, all home games but tough opponents, and then KC. There's a possibility they go 0-4 in those games. Then Andrew Luck, Week 16, Andrew Luck, resurgence, coming back. So it's probably going to be, hey, we got to stack our wins early because we might not be able to get them late. You're also looking at the possibility for one of those colossal uh, kind of failures um, after we had that great expectation, they mm-hmm. really just let it all go. Everyone's going, man, this team, they're getting six wins, seven wins, eight wins, whatever it might be, and then they just kind of fall off the mm-hmm. face of the map uh, and disappoint everybody. But, I mean, you know, the Broncos might not be all that great, and they got two Bronco games. They got the Chargers there. Well, and that's what I'm saying. If they can get eight wins in that first half, then all they need to do is Chargers, Broncos, boom, there's 10 wins. Squeak your way into the mm-hmm. playoffs in that case. Just back right in, baby. Back so right in. It's going to be, uh, it's not going to be easy for the Raiders, but I think right now they're really putting themselves in that position to where they're going to be that good team for the you know next few years. It all really, you got to continue the progression. Not just Derek Carr, but the whole team needs to continue taking that step forward. Um, and they need... They need to show people that the Raiders aren't a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. They're the real deal. They are an actual team that's going to come out here and they're going to take the division and it's going to be their division for the next three, four, five years. Okay, we're going to move on though into the second place team now, the Kansas City Chiefers, the Commander and Chiefers. And they're a team, I look at their losses, the big four, Jeff Allen, Sean Smith, they're in Houston and Oakland, respectively. Tavon Branch, he's in Arizona. Chase Daniels, he is in Philadelphia. Their additions, Mitchell Schwartz, 
the only free agent to report. He comes over from the factory of sadness. A lot of players coming over to the AFC West, it seems, from the factory of sadness. And then if you look at their draft picks, I mean, they took the guy Chris Jones in the second round after making, to me, a puzzling trade for their first-round pick. Chris Jones is the guy, if you're like Ricky, I don't remember who that is, He's the guy that had the wardrobe malfunction at the Combine where his member fell out of his shorts during the 40-yard dash. Yeah. And, I mean, I look at their I look at their draft and I go, besides Chris Jones, maybe Russell, the cornerback out of Notre Dame, nothing that really impresses me name-wise, but this is a team that didn't need that much from the draft. They didn't need that much from free agency. They just needed to lock up their guys because to me, with Peyton Manning gone and the questions of the Broncos, especially at the quarterback position, you're looking at, unless they fuck up themselves, you are looking at your AFC West champions. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, you you hit the nail on the head. They didn't really need to do anything except for keep the team going. Mm-hmm. The uh, The running game was great. They have an amazing defense. Really an underrated defense last year. Uh, people kind of forgot about them. And they scored quite a bit of points. The weird thing is, their passing game sucked. It was bad. Wasn't that good? No. Now, it's a conservative team. Of course, it's going to be a, fil- uh, a conservative team out there. So, you know, you can't expect Alex Smith to go out there and throw 5,000 yards. It's not the kind of player he is, especially not when you got Jamal Charles back there as your running back. So you don't want to put any blame on a guy like Alex Smith or anything like that. You know He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy Andy Reid wants him to be. He's perfect for an Andy Reid system. But he, you kind of think he's got to do a little bit more. I mean, this was probably one of the best seasons of his career. But still, you want a little bit more out of him. If they can get more out of the passing game, this team is not getting stopped by the New England Patriots mm-hmm. in the conference game. Well, and I'm really looking at it on a fact, too, of... Or can, not the conference, the uh, divisional. The divisional. Can Jamal Charles stay healthy? Another year, Jamal Charles injured, and there was one game, and I only remember this, I want to say it was against the Broncos, there was one game, only reason I remember this is because he was on my fantasy team, where they lost because of a Jamal Charles fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would remember that, of yeah. course. I, I do remember that because I lost my game while they lost that game. I, I think that counting Jamal Charles' injury is a big issue right now. I think that's a little that's a well, little much. Got, I mean, they got Charmander West. And mm-hmm. yes, for those of you who are new, I know his name is Char- Kendrick West. I just call him Charmander, it's Charmander West. Yeah. It's Charmander. Charmander. He's Char- wearing red. Char- what do you expect? So, I mean, yeah, he got hurt, but... He's playing, you know, 15 or 16 games mm-hmm. most seasons. He only had the couple where he's really had those injury problems. So I'm not too worried about that for the Chiefs. This division, yeah, the Oakland Raiders are going to be there. They're going to make it tough. They're going to compete. But this Chiefs defense is great. They are great. The running game is great. Um, with Jamal Charles, mm-hmm. 100%. Everything should be even better. Alex Smith just needs a little bit more, and this team is walking their way towards the Super Bowl, maybe not into the Super Bowl, but this is looking like, honestly, maybe it's a little too early to say this, but Kansas City Chiefs look like they might be the best team in the AFC next season. I'm not ready to crown their ass yet. 
Not ready to look at that. I'll, I'll put him as AFC West potential. They got the benefit of Jimmy uh, Garoppolo possibly losing some games for the Patriots. That's going to be very beneficial. And besides that, I don't know who else is going to come in there and take it. The only thing that bothers me with this team has nothing to do with the actual team. It's all about their schedule because I look at it and they've got the early buy to me completely sucks. It always sucks. A, fifth, yeah. a week five bye. And those first four games, you could say too tough, too non, with the Texans and Steelers being the tough one, depending on what we see from the Jets this year. But I hate that early bye. I hate it because then you got to run a table from week six all the way to week 17, then into the mm-hmm. playoffs. And if you're a wild card team, you don't get that extra bye. But let's think about it this way. Last year, it was any team as good at running the table as the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost five games and then won nine. They kicked ass last year. Actually, ten if you want to count the 30 to nothing, you know, destruction of the Houston Texans. Of the team that can't win in the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, Well, you know what? They beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals in the playoffs. So there's that. We can't let Bengals fans forget that they never win in the true, playoffs. True, true. Uh, so, okay, you get one. Everybody gets one. Everybody except gets the Bengals. Well, no, I think, I think Houston beat them twice, didn't they? Did they? I thought it was twice. Could be mistaken. Maybe I'm mistaking them with the Bengals. You're right. I'm mistaking them with the Bengals. Sorry, Cincy. Andy Dalton has not so, won any. Sorry, Cincy. I was giving you too much credit. Andy Dalton has not won a single playoff game. I just want that to still be known. I have as many Super Bowl rings as Andy Dalton has playoff wins. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's, that's, something to, that's something to hang my hat on. Mm-hmm. So do all of you at home. So be proud, guys. Watch. There's one There's one person out there that's like, I played for the 89 team and won a Super Bowl. Right. So this Kansas City Chiefs team, I'm not super worried about that. I think this defense is going to just dominate opposing teams. Jamal Charles gets in there. He does well. Maybe one of these wide receivers they drafted, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of them could do something. I mean, Tyreek Hill's at least interesting. He's a very, very... Dangerous guy if he has the ball in his hands. Uh, is he going to make a team? I don't really know when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. But there's some interest there. They play a lot of tough teams. Yeah, but they are one of the tough teams in the AFC. So I think, I mean, here's a team that can get 13 wins without that much difficulty. Yes, the Steelers are tough. Yes, they're going to have to play the Carolina Panthers. But besides that, every team that they're playing they have a shot against. Not a team in here that they are just going to go, we're going to hope for the best. Let's cross our fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, Steelers, um, of course, the Oakland Raiders will make it tough. Texans, probably, and the Colts. Those are the teams that are going to make it difficult. But besides that, I don't think that the Chiefs had that much trouble. Okay, let's get on to the big. This has been the elephant in the room, and we've had to wait until last to get to him. The team that, to me, possibly have had the worst worst offseason of not just any team but any defending Super Bowl champion is the Denver Broncos. And their key losses, number one, Peyton Manning. Oh, but number two, Brock DeCock Osweiler. So there's two of your quarterbacks out the door. Then on the defensive side, you lose Malik Jackson. He's now in Jacksonville. You lose Danny Trevathan. Oh, guess where he is? In Chicago with John Fox. The only gain that you had from free agency, oh, Russell Okung from the Seattle Seahawks. However, you do have Paxton Lynch. He's your main prize in the draft. And 
to me, this is, I look at this team and I go, you're probably going to not make the playoffs next year because they already have a quarterback competition. probably about it. They, they have a quarterback competition between Mark B- Fumble and Sanchez. That's the name. That's the name I've dubbed him on this show. Mark B- Fumble and Sanchez. Um, Trevor Seaman. Seaman? Seaman? I'm pretty sure it's Simeon. Simeon. That's what I'm looking for. The Northwestern guy. But you did call him Seaman last week, too. Did I call so, him Seaman last week? It's worth mentioning. He's a Northwestern guy. He's probably not going to You start. should know him. It's Chicago's team. And then, no, no. Chicago's no, 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 team. They no, have no, declared no, no, themselves Chicago's team. Yeah, they team. declared that they can get the fuck out of here for all I still I care. say, I still say Orange that and blue, Illinois' man. real team is NIU. They're the only ones that are successful. Better than Northwestern. I can't stand Northwestern. And then you got Paxton Lynch. So you mm-hmm. got three guys vying for a quarterback spot. It's probably going to be Mark Sanchez. He's probably going to be the starter. And guess what? Malik Jackson, John, Danny Trevathan gone. That's going to hurt. Mark Sanchez is going to hurt even more. Oh, and guess what? I mean, at this point, I mean, this is kind of a story, Mark, where, I mean, by the time we get to training camp, it could all change. But if they don't get a deal done with Von Miller, he's sitting out the season. He said it on Instagram. He's saying, yeah. I'm done. If I don't get a long-term deal, I'm going to sit out the season. I'm pretty sure that he's going to get that deal at the very, very, very last minute. It's going to come in. Uh, but even so, I mean, I last, you know, pretty much right when Mark Sanchez came onto this team, I was saying they actually have a shot with him. He is, all he's got to do is play like he played on the Jets when he first got there and had a good defense, and he can do well. And I think that, uh, you know, this coaching staff might be able to get him to limit some of his mistakes. They worked with the noodle arm that is Peyton Manning, so they can work with Mark Sanchez, who doesn't do all that much better. Uh, but I, I kind of, when I looked at the Kansas City Chiefs, when I looked at the Oakland Raiders, I lose a little bit of that hope for the Denver Broncos, and especially with the rookie quarterback, because he's going to start this season. We all know it's going to happen. Uh, I think that he's got a shot to take the job for Mark Sanchez if Mark Sanchez doesn't lose the job because he might win it in the preseason. Probably not. I don't think he's going to do that. But Mark Sanchez against the Panthers, mm-hmm. against the Colts, against the Bengals, Buccaneers, maybe he, the Buccaneers defense might not cause as much trouble because Lovey Smith destroyed it. Uh, but then the Falcons, the Texans, the Chargers, at some point in this kind of mm, close to the middle stretch, I really expect that Mark Sanchez loses all the fans. Might even lose the coaches staff, you mm-hmm. know, the coaching staff behind him as well because he's just not going to do great. He's going to make some mistakes every interception he throws because he's had it before. Every interception he throws, people are going to start chanting to get Paxton, Paxton Lynch out Lynch. there. Paxton Lynch. They're going to want the Paxton they want the quarterback Lynch. out there, the rookie Paxton quarterback. They drafted Lynch. him in the first round, or they'll just shorten it to Lynch, Lynch, Lynch. I hope they do neither Lynch. one of those, just <laughs> just so you feel dumb. Well, then at that point, you're thinking: Are they chanting for Paxton Lynch, or are they that upset with Mark Sanchez that they're chanting Lynch to Lynch him to Lynch him? As the starting quarterback. I would hope not. I think they're going to want Paxton Lynch out there. But I don't really think... Yeah, I know you liked Paxton Lynch. You like his potential. 
I was I high on I don't it. like anything I was about high it. on him at first, and then as the draft process went on, I went, oh, wait, Carson Wentz is way better than this kid. I don't really like anything about Paxton Lynch when it comes to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guys have made it work, that kind of style. I don't think he's going to make it work. Um, he's kind of got that jack-of-all-trade, but not great at any of them. And that doesn't work in the NFL. So Getting drafted with sunglasses on, putting the hat on. Mark I mean, got a problem you look that. cool. <laughs> you look cool. Looked as cool as John Elway, right? No, he does get, He does have a great work ethic and everything like that. So he, he's got potential. The guy's got a great arm. I, I think that he's, he's going to run into a problem where he's going to get put out there early. Mm-hmm. His team's not going to do very well. And I don't – we've already seen one kind of exodus with the Denver Broncos. If they can't, you know, kiss and make up with Von Miller – this team is just on a big decline, and soon they're going to be, you know, back to the days where it was all terrible, mm-hmm. and they were drafting quarterbacks like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. I just yeah. want to point out Tim Tebow. He's a winner. He's a gamer. He's a game changer. Yep. Remember that. Remember that. DJ we all Steve we Porter. all remember Josh McDaniels drafting Tim Tebow in the first <laughs> round. Just want to point out that that happened. No, but to me, the biggest thing, and I, there is an article out on ESPN. That says that John Elway over Fourth of July weekend did reach out to Von Miller. To me, that's the biggest story with the Broncos right now. It's will they reach a deal with Von Miller? And I did the research. They have till next Friday. They have till the fifteenth of July. We're recording this on July fifth. They've got ten days to reach a deal with Von Miller. Otherwise, it's sign the tender or don't play. And Von Miller has made it clear what he is going to do, you're saying they get a deal done. I'm sitting here going, I don't know if they do. I don't know if they get a deal done. They have to. They know they have to. Von Miller's in a wonderful position right now. He knows oh, he's getting paid. that they know he, ain't he, go- has, I mean, he has to get paid. He ain't going to get paid as much as the NBA cats are getting paid right now. No. But he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get a ton of money. So... You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see with these Denver Broncos. You, they're not going to be from first to worst, but they could easily be in a seven-win territory here. Because First to third. Yeah, first to third. San Diego Chargers, unfortunately, I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to get above six wins. So they're, it's unfortunate for this Denver Broncos team because they were not very good. John mm-hmm. Elway comes in. They get Peyton Manning. All of a sudden, they have this great defense. Everything's going well. And now it looks like we're, you know, coming back down to reality mm-hmm. here and the team's coming back. So, you know, I Denver Broncos, I think if they can get to 500, they should be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And they'd be thrilled if they get to the playoffs. They can still compete for a wild card spot. Not taking that away from them. I just don't think that it's really going to happen, especially if Paxton Lynch comes in there and has to make up for a failing offense because the offense wasn't very good last year. They weren't terrible. Well, I don't, I guess I shouldn't take anything too far away from this offense. It was just very pedestrian, very average. Well, let's get into the last part then. And we've talked about these teams, some a little bit more in depth than others. Cause there's just a lot more to say on them. But right now, as we sit here, July 5th, recording this podcast, who's your division winner? Who do you think has the best chance of winning this division. Kansas City. Not even close. 
No one's coming near Kansas City. No complaints. No. Nope. I, I can't even put a straight face and say Denver. I can't. Like, I, I would love to be able to do that, but I can't. Yeah. Mark but Fumble and Sanchez will not let it happen. To me, Denver's like a 7 or 8 win team. They could be a little bit less if Paxton Lynch really proves to not be worthwhile. And Mark Sanchez is Mark Sanchez, who we just saw uh, a couple years ago. Then that's possible. They could be less than that. They could be a little bit more if that defense wants to carry them once again, because the defense is what carried this team to the Super Bowl last Mm -hmm. year. Um, So they could definitely do that, especially getting Von Miller back. They could be a little bit more and compete for a wild card spot. But I really think Oakland is the one that's really competing. They're going to be second in the division. They're going to compete hard. I'm going to hit you with a surprise about Oakland. Playoff team. They're a playoff team this year. They are going to get a wild card spot. It's going to be KC winning the division. Might get a first round bye. Might be the second best team in the division behind the Patriots. But Oakland, I'm gonna I'm gonna pencil it in. They're a wild card team. Second best team in the AFC. So you would put them above the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying the Chiefs would be the second best. The Chiefs are going to win the division and be the second best team in the AFC. Okay, I thought you were giving them a no, bye no, for no, a second. No, 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 no. The Chiefs are getting the first round bye. All right, I, that's I'm how with good. You. That's how good the Chiefs are going to be. Oakland, they'll be like five or six, whichever wild card spot you want to give. I don't want to give too many things away, but people they know that I'm high on Pittsburgh. They now know that I'm high on Kansas City. I like Miami. The KC thing, the second, the second seed. That could change because once I go through the wins and losses, but yeah, I'll, I'll pencil it. Looking at that, no, right now going lo- through them, I would still in, put them in there. Looking at that Raider schedule, I'll pencil them in now. They're a wild card team, and the progression that they've been going through since Derek Carr, wild card baby, they've got it. Got it all day. I don't want to put anything. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything. You know, spoiler alert here. But Oakland's got to compete with, of course, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cincinnati. I'm a little down on them, but they'll still compete with them for a wild card mm-hmm. spot. Uh, Buffalo might be competing. I'm kind of doubting it. And, of course, Miami, New England, they're tough. I don't want to say who I have winning the mm-hmm. AFC East because that's a couple weeks away. Yeah, no, keep keep that but one. That's for you and Sean. It's going to be tough for Oakland to get in there, but mm-hmm. they definitely can do it. Denver, unfortunately, is just going to miss out. No, and I I can't agree more. Casey and, then, and Oakland. you know, San Diego— I don't know. They're not really in the conversation. Top five pick again? Top five pick, probably. But they're not really in the conversation for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, no, you can, no, that's the Eagles. Yeah, you I'm can already, check out my article. I am already penciling that in. Check out the my Eagles. article on mostvaluablepodcast.com well, for that one. The Eagles, but really it's the Browns. Yeah, the Browns would love it. They would love it. Because the Browns own that pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, KC and Oakland, playoff teams from this division but before i wrap everything up is there anything from this division that we missed um no i i don't think so uh kansas city is gonna look really really impressive you know convert topics of conversation are gonna be oh you know john elway can he rebuild this team you know people i think are gonna mm-hmm. get really hard on john elway this coming season because things are gonna look a lot worse than they did last year with Peyton Manning. So John Elway's going to get very scrutinized by the media, I think, this coming season. Chances Von Miller gets that deal. I'm saying at least, I'm some, well, not, I don't want to say at least, I'm saying like 80%. I really think he's going to get it. So you're saying there's still that 20%? There's still a chance that, they, that it doesn't happen, uh, but 
Denver knows that they need him, mm-hmm. and they need him bad. They need him, especially after losing Jackson and Trevathan. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. You can hit that repost, that like button, that like and sub button on YouTube. I want to thank you guys yet again for what, wherever, however you're listening to us today, tonight, or this morning. Make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Just another way for you guys to support us. We will see you next week as we will be going over the NFC West as we continue our previews to get ready for the 2016 NFL season. You guys stay tuned, but as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.